0: Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. I'm in the right place. Okay. It's Wednesday night, middle of the week, and we're gathered here in the house of the Lord to come together for devotion and to pray because we truly believe in the power of prayer. Prayer changes things, and uh, we're seeing God change things. Tonight, we're going to be a little bit different. I'm going first. I'll just start off telling you if you have ties off, you can drop them in the boxes back there, but we'll not have any. Worship. We got some people sick and stuff tonight that won't be here. So I'll be praying for them to get better. And uh, so we won't have. Uh, I got Greg Ziegler who's going to sing, but I asked him to sing at the end. I asked him to sing at the end. <laughs> some of y'all get that in a minute. <laughs> he said, don't oh, put it first unless I want people to leave. I said, no, I'll just put you at the end. <laughs> okay. All right. So with. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer and begin and then, then just a minute, and Brother Thomas is going to come and bring forth the word. Father, we come tonight in the precious name of Jesus Christ. In our hearts, Father Lord, we love you. And we thank you for your goodness and your mercy that you bestow upon our lives each and every day. We thank you that we have still have the privilege together in your house like this, Father. We thank you for all the things that you do in our lives and our families. We thank you for your hand of protection. We pray for those in the body tonight, God, that are sick and afflicted, believing that, God, that you are able, God, Lord, that you are the Lord God that heals thee. Father, tonight we've come together to hear your word and do what we believe in, and that's pray. And we pray, Father, because we believe in you and that you are a God who answers prayers. So tonight, God, we honor you, Father, Lord, with our own voices, with our own praise, God, we give you in Christ's mighty name. And everybody give a big praise right quick.
1: Everybody good tonight? How many of you enjoyed the weather out there today? Boy, it was an awesome day. Enjoyed it. It could stick around as far as I'm concerned. You know, tonight, uh, I really feel in my heart, of course, this is something that I've been camping on probably for a couple of months, two or three months, but, you know, I've entitled this Faith Talk, and let's talk tonight about faith. You know, faith is probably one of the um, most important subjects in the Word of God. You know, it all begins with faith. We're born again and we're saved by grace, but through faith. And then we're called to live by faith all the days of our life. Paul said, I, I've kept the faith, I've fought a good fight. I'm ready to be offered up. And then how many of you know whether it's God calling our number by the way of the grave or in the rapture, through faith, we're going to go to a place that he's prepared for us. Amen. And uh, the scripture says, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So faith is one of the most important things. Uh... And one of the most important subjects, and I believe, especially in this day and in this hour in which we're living, we need to have faith in God. I believe that with all my heart, and that's something God really spoke to my spirit in the beginning of the year, that we're living in a time where we need faith in God. We have uh, territory that we've never really lived in before. We've got situations that we've never experienced, but how many of you know that uh, we have promises and God said he'd never leave us, he'll never forsake us. He said, lo, I'll be with you always. And we need faith in God. Trust God. Rely upon God. And tonight I want to, let's talk about faith. Anybody need to increase in some faith? All right. You know, Brother Lemons, I, I really enjoyed that message a couple of weeks ago, and, and uh, he, he made a statement. I've been, or he actually quoted a scripture, and I've been, I've been literally quoting it prior to him even saying it. But Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I want us to look at that uh, first of all tonight. So if you have your Bibles or your, you can use your phones, but turn with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 12. And let's look at verses 2 and 3. It says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Now I love the I love the Amplified here, and I, I want to read it out of the Amplified. I usually use the King James mostly, and And if I have another translation, I like to use the Amplified. It is, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best translations you you can use. And the Amplified says, looking always from all that will distract. How many of you know there's so many distractions out there today? To Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith giving the first incentive for our belief. And he is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He for the joy obtained the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising, ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Just think of him who endured from sinners such grievous opposition and bitter hostility against himself, reckon up and consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you may not grow weary and exhausted, losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your mind. You know, one of the, the things that I was looking at in this, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And I, I begin to really dig into some things, and, and I, I begin to see that, you know, Jesus is all about perfecting our faith. Did you hear that? He is all about perfecting our faith maturing and developing uh, our faith. And how does he do that? He does it by his word. One of the things that we're going to see today is if we have a word from God or we have promises from God, and we have a lot of them, we can anchor our faith to that. Amen? You know, I uh, I was looking at... Uh, in Matthew uh, 14, 22 through 31, you remember the story of, of Peter walking on the water. And uh, isn't it amazing how you can, you can look at the word of God and then God just shines more light on it, more revelation comes. And, and uh, I began to look at that and I began to see some things that I had never really looked at or meditated on before. And I'd like to show you that in Matthew 14, um, 22. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up. Into to the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him, walking on the sea they were troubled saying it is a spirit and they cried out for fear but straightway jesus spoke unto them saying be of good cheer it is i be not afraid now i want you to grab a hold of something right here and and peter answered him and said lord If it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. I got to thinking about that church. And I got to uh, thinking about what in the world was Peter thinking about that he would ask Jesus to come, that he could come walking on the water. I mean, when you really begin to think about it, that's a pretty wild uh, thought and request. How many of you can say? Amen? How many of you walked on water? <laughs> he said, "If that, it, you know." And I, I just picture in my in, in my mind, uh, you know, I picture it was loud, the the waves beating against that ship. And I I, I believe Jesus hollered out, "Be of good cheer, it's I. Don't be afraid." And Peter said. Lord, if that's you, bid me to come to you walking on the water. And I got to thinking, Jesus was the living, breathing word of God. No wonder faith was arising. See, John said the the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the walking, living, breathing, speaking word of God. And faith rose up within Peter. Peter. And he said, come. Now, I want to, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I think about it like this. David's translation is, come on, boy. I imagine that excited the Lord that Peter would dare to even ask the thing that he asked. And he said, come on, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he what did he do? He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30 said, But when he saw the wind boisterous and was afraid, he began to sink and he, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Brother Annie I always thought about, you know, it's them old waves, you know, the distractions. How many of you, when you're believing, God for something and the circumstances or whatever it might be. That's true, but that wasn't what caused Peter to sink. He let go of the word come. He let go of the word that Jesus, listen, that was the only authority, that word right there for him to defy the laws of gravity to walk on water. Come. That was the the only way he could walk on water. He let go of the word of God, the spoken word that that he let go of. How many of you can say amen? And, And church, there's many times if we're not careful, we'll let go of the word of God, come on. And that's the only authority. When you have a word from God, or you have promises for God, we can anchor our faith in what that word says. And immediately, but when he saw the winds bolster, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore doest thy doubt? I thought, I need to work on my faith life. I need to increase in faith. I said, I need to increase in faith. Without faith, we can't please God. Faith can grow. Turn with me to Mark, um, Mark chapter 11. Very familiar to most of us. Remember the story of Jesus, how that as they were traveling, he saw that the fig tree, it was barren of, of, of figs, and he cursed the fig tree. And it withered away and his disciples was amazed. Can I say this? Jesus wasn't, he wasn't teaching us how to curse a fig tree. He wasn't teaching men how to walk on water. And he's not trying to teach us how to move mountains. He is, he is ministering principles of faith. Principles of faith that can make a difference in our life. Amen. Look at verse 23. For verily I say unto you that, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 23 is, it, it, boy, this has just come alive in me. Verse 23 is speaking about things that we need to see removed. How many of you, uh, when you were born again, brought some things into that new birth that needed to be removed? That's right. You know, I always think about when Jesus spoke to uh, Lazarus, and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And then he told his disciples, he said, go and loose him from the grave crows. And sometimes we as, as, uh, as Christians, young Christians, we bring things in. And we need to get rid of some things. We grow in grace and in the knowledge of God. Grace is the ability to get up and get rid of some things. So there's, there's things that need to be removed. What about, what about fear? You know, uh, Jonathan Ziegler, when he was here, man, there was a lot of people up here concerning fear. And I can relate to that because... That's something that I have dealt with in my own personal life is that old ugly spirit of fear. And God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. And if that's that's something that is is trying to harass you, because it's a harassing spirit. If, If you have something like that in your life, how many of you know that's something that needs to be removed from our life. There's people right now that have fallen in and a stronghold of fear has come into their life over COVID-19. They're hiding, they're staying away from church, come on. And, and, And some of them are afraid to get out. That's a spirit of intimidation, that's a spirit of fear and God hadn't given it to us. Come on. So there's some things that need to be taken out of our life. What about unforgiveness? Come on, how many of you know God doesn't want us to to have unforgiveness in our heart concerning nobody? I've learned that, you know, forgiving people releases you. Pray for those that, you know, just treat you in ways that you don't appreciate. Pray for them, lift them up. And what it does, it releases you. It gives you freedom. Why would you want to tie yourself to somebody in unbelief? That's something that needs to be removed. Now, don't shoot me down when I'm ministering good now. What about bad habits? Come on, what about bad habits? How many of you know they need to be removed? I'm not throwing stones. I've got a bad habit. You want to hear about it? You want to hear about it? Yeah. Confess your, yeah, listen to them. Yeah, tell me about it. Pastor, Pastor Kent, the other day, he said, uh, uh, I believe my refrigerator is possessed. And I thought to myself, boy, i got one of them too. <laughs> Snacking in the evening, man, I tell you what, I need to get a hold of that. I need to get that out of my life because God wants me to prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. Come on, I'm not throwing stones. What about bad habits? Don't live with them. Get rid of them. Work on it. How many of you know we got to work on some things? So, you know, this is talking about removing things. And then verse 24 speaks about uh, things that we desire when we pray. Now, how many of you know it says whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it? Does that mean anything that we desire? Absolutely not. If you don't rightly divide the word of truth concerning that, we'll talk about it in just a minute. You know, that's my lovely wife down there. Been married to her a long, long time. I don't know about that crowd back there. <laughs> and uh, somebody could be praying, well, I want, I want Janet to be my wife. Well, how many of you know that ain't going to happen? That's not going to happen. That's a good time for all you men to say amen. That's a That's a miss asking amiss you have not because you ask not you ask and receive not because you ask amiss you don't ask concerning the Word of God the will of God I think I shared one time uh, a one of my bosses I loved him we had good times together but he asked me one day he said David I want you to pray that I win the lottery I had to tell him I can't do that. Some people that win the lottery, it ruins them. Can't handle it. I don't know that that's the will of God. Can you say amen? You know, verse uh, 25 and 26, and we'll get back to this whatsoever you desire in just a minute. But verse 25 and 26, uh, to me, speaks of hindrances to prayer. How many of you know unbelief can hinder your prayers? Or not unbelief can hinder your prayers, but unforgiveness can hinder your prayers. Disobedience can hinder your prayers. Asking things that don't line up with the will of God can hinder your prayer. So we need, to, we need to examine ourselves at times. Turn with me to 1 John. 1 John 14 and 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, What do we have in him? Confidence. That if we ask anything, sounds like whatsoever you desire. But it says here, according to his will, he heareth heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. I like what the Amplified says. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure, I like that. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, He listens to and hears us. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatsoever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our personal possession the request made of him. I like that. If we have a word or a promise and the Bible is full of benefits and promises, we can anchor our faith in it. And we got to be careful, like Peter, uh, don't let circumstances so much uh, hold on to the word that is spoken. We need, we need to, to, to have a faith in the word of God, what God Uh, speaks unto us. How many of you can say amen, brother? We need to have faith. I was thinking about uh, in 1 Kings 3 and 5, and Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and, and God said, ask what I shall give thee. Wow. And Solomon in his humility and his humbleness at that time He said, I'm but a child and I don't know how to go in and come out and you have this such a great number of, of your people that I need a wise and understanding heart. And God was so pleased because that lined up with his will, his plan. And he granted unto him his request, but not only that, come on church, he gave him the things that he didn't ask. It's the principle of seek. Kingdom first. Set kingdom first. Put priority on kingdom first and the things that we have need of. It's that pr- principle of kingdom and God first. It's the truth. Hebrews 11 and 1. 11 and 1. I'm going to wrap it up pretty quick. Randy, I believe, uh, you know, we were out of town Sunday and uh, me and my wife took a honeymoon day, date day, and, uh, but I was listening online and I believe it was uh, Sunday night you touched on this. It says, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That term, hope, is different. The biblical term of hope, and I I think you was talking, it is different, and I know many of you know this, it's different than the the natural hope that we use uh, so uh, easy uh, among us in the natural. See, natural hope says, boy, I hope it don't rain today. Or I hope, I hope that uh, I hope maybe my grandson will come by and visit me today. See, it leaves an indication of maybe it's going to happen, maybe it's not going to happen. But the biblical hope—if you look it up in the Greek—and Randy, you brought this out. I, I believe it was you that did this. It means to expect. It means to expect when we when we come to God in faith. See, faith. According to the Amplified, and I, I like the way they put it, it's the title deed, it's the proof of ownership. But then hope is, is upgrading that and holding that up, and it's, it has an expectation of what you're believing for. There's some other terms that I could put with this to expect, anticipate, await. Core to God, I'm awaiting on this answer. Watch for, foresee, look for. I like this one. Look forward to it. Come on, you ever praying for something and man, how many of you know we ought to lock our faith in and look forward to it? But let's line it up with the will of God and the word of God. Amen? Hebrews 10, 35 and 36 says this, Cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. Brother was preaching on patience. You have need of patience. What does that mean? You have need of endurance and steadfastness and perseverance, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Cast not away, therefore, your, your confidence, which, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. Many times we need endurance when we're asking God for something. How many of you remember when you first saved? Boy, you could ask God and come on, it just it seemed like a boom, boom, boom. God would answer. When you begin to mature a little bit, God wants you to be able to have some endurance. God wants you to be able to stand fast and believe. And, and have confidence in his word, what that word says. When God speaks a word to you from a still small voice, maybe by the power of the spirit of God, you have something to anchor your faith to. God is so good. You know, the centurion, he came to Jesus for help. And you and I, there's times in our life where we need help. We need answers from on high. But the centurion came and he came in faith and he came knowing that if he would just speak the word, come on, if he would just speak the word, his servant would be healed. All he had to do was speak the word. I believe every time we come to receive something from God, we need to come as a centurion and come in faith and expect. Look forward to it. But how many of you know that there's a trying of your faith? The trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have its perfect work. Have a steadfastness. perseverance in your life hang in there when you want to give up come on hang in there when you want to let go come on how many of you know our God will not fail us he's a great God he will not fail hallelujah we're believing for some things here in the palace and we need to hang on in there church come on we need to hang on in there because our God is faithful I love the song they could sing it every Sunday. If I'm not dead and he's not done, there's greater things yet to come. I believe. I believe. If, if, if I'm not dead and he's not done, greater things are yet to come. I believe. Come on. God's not done. He's still healing. He's still delivering. He's setting the captives free. Come on. He's a mighty God. You know, I've had the privilege to, to, to just be out. I don't go looking for opportunities to go out and, and and preach, but when they come, I'll go. And I've had a couple opportunities. I, I went to uh, Piedmont, and uh, we had a prayer line. I was ministering on faith. I've been camping on this. We had a good prayer line. There was a gentleman that that came up, and he had bandage all over his his. his ear, his right ear, and I said, what is what is going on? He said, I, I've got cancer right there, and you know, we laid our hands upon him, believing God. Come on, church. We serve a mighty God. We got to hang on to what he says. We got to hang on to it. Went to another little church, a little Pentecostal church, probably, Randy, there probably wasn't... 20, 25 people there preaching on faith. We had a prayer line. And I looked as, I looked at, as we had a prayer line there and I looked at a, a, a lady probably about 35 years of age. And she just bawling, I mean bawling. Tremendously, just, just almost out of control. The pastor went back and, and got her and brought her up to the prayer line. And I said, What do you need? And she was, Randy, she was crying so much we, could, we couldn't even understand what she was saying. Finally, I said, Are you, are you a Christian? She shook her, her head, No. And I said, Do you want to be? And she said, Yes. And we prayed for her and let her through. I, I'm telling you, God's still doing things. And she went out of there with a smile on her face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty God. Come on.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. I'm going to read this and we're going to close and come and pray. Piedmont I entitled that word, When You Go to Battle, Don't Go to Battle with Your Mouth Closed. If you're here battling something, do what Jesus did when he was battling with the devil and say it's written. Come on. Don't go to battle without speaking the word. Come on, that's the, that's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God that's quick and powerful, able to do above and beyond things that we ask or even think. Come on. Don't go to war with the enemy without opening your mouth and declaring the Word of God. I'm going to close with this right here, Psalms 103, familiar to all of us, I'm sure. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. How many of you can lift your hands right now and just say, Lord, I bless you? Come on, bless the Lord with everything within you. He's a mighty God. Oh, how we ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? How many? All of them. Who healeth, who healeth, who healeth, who healeth, who healeth all thy diseases. Come on, church. Forget not your benefits. Don't go to battle with your mouth closed who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Church, when we have a word from God, or we have promises of God, we can anchor our faith in it. Come on. I know it's a lot easier to preach about it than it is to do it, but he wouldn't have asked us to do it if we couldn't do it. I don't know about you, I'm working on my faith. He's given unto us the measure of faith. Faith is measured. You read scripture, it it talks about little faith, great faith, our faith can grow. Would you stand with me? You know, tonight, as you, as you come to pray tonight, I don't know about you, my heart is, uh, I was talking to Randy, my heart is torn about Ukraine. You know, the, the Bible said, If you see your brother in need and shutteth up your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in you. Man, all havoc's breaking loose over there in Ukraine. And, and I didn't realize that we have a lot of brothers and sisters over there, Brother Randy. Pray that God would deliver from Putin. I told Randy, I said, I don't know if it's really right, but I've been praying, God, take him out. Take him out. He's a wicked, wicked man. And every day I've purposed in my heart, I'm going to pray and seek God concerning what's going on over there. Amen. Amen. So as you come today, there's a lot of things to pray about. Would you pray about that today and ask God to just work in, in ways to help those people over there. And let's remember them in our prayers. Amen.